Well, hello everybody and welcome to Richard's Radio Adventures. My name is Richard, KB5JBV, and welcome back. Well, it's been an exciting few weeks here in Kaufman County. As you uh, may have gathered from previous episodes, we're putting together an Aries unit. We're putting together a club. We're meeting lots and lots of folks. Uh, Field day happened in the middle of all of this. And it's just been, you know, uh, there was a lament sometime back on the uh, episodes about the radio wasteland in Kaufman County, Texas. But it appears that uh, we've been able, at the very least, to start waking the sleeping giant. So, other things going on here. We have signed on with Patreon. For those of you that don't know what Patreon is, uh, you know, most shows, if they're not uh, commercial, I do ask for donations to help pay for server fees and new equipment and stuff to improve the show for the most part. And Patreon is one of those ways to do that. Uh, you go where you sign up, it's kind of like a reoccurring donation and not very expensive. Y'all need to go, uh, we have a link. On the website, y'all go over and click it and go check it out. But the reason I'm bringing this up uh, right now is the fact that we have our first Patreon. And that it would be Tim, KO4IBN. And I needed to mention him a couple weeks back. He uh, joined, joined us via Patreon a m- month or so ago. And unfortunately, he kept slipping through the cracks. And I want to make sure that I to say it loud and proud that Tim, K- KO4IBM, has become our very first Patreon. And we will be putting a list up of those who have contributed over on the website, and his name will be right up at the top. So y'all go over and check that out. For those of you who uh, would like to make a donation but don't want to put it on some kind of reoccurring plan, we also do have... Uh, a PayPal link on the website as well. You know, go on over, drop a few dollars in the kitty, and uh, that'll help out as well. I know y'all have noticed that even though we don't do ads on the show here, that we do have some links over to Amazon over on the website if you visited it. And um, that also helps contribute to keeping things running over here, and we do have some links over there, uh, some stuff y'all might be interested in. Uh, also, go check it out. I encourage everybody to come to the website, because not only do we have all this stuff where Richard's trying to get everybody money, but we also do have some informative stuff, uh, not in audio format, uh, articles and things like that. Uh, we are slowly doing a rebrand on the website. It is, I feel it's become dated because the, uh, thing that the theme it had in the beginning, well, it was designed to draw guys in so they would listen. Once they got there listening, they'd find out the show was worth a hoot. Maybe, maybe everybody'd hang around. So we're, uh, definitely starting to do that, especially since one of the things that has ha- occurred while putting together uh, the local club out here is that we landed a meeting place at a church, uh, nearby. You guys, that's a great resource. If you're starting a club or need a meeting place, 
uh, go hit up some of the pastors around the area because a lot of times they'll be welcome to help. I'd like to thank Pastor, what's his name, Michael Felitas over there for uh, allowing us to have have uh, meetings in their facility. However, uh, that's one of the things, and it's become more apparent that the world has changed. Unfortunately, it seems that we probably need to clean up our act over at the website, so we're going to be working on that. So I'd like to, on next thing is I'd like to invite all of you. If you have some pertinent, what you feel is pertinent information for the amateur radio community at large, please put it in a format we can use and send it. Uh, if you have visited websites, you'll see that we do have uh, articles that were submitted by listeners. Uh, we also have uh, audio on some of the resonant frequency, the amateur radio podcast episodes that were subje- uh, uh, submitted by listeners. We want our listeners to be as much involved with this show as possible because it, if it wasn't for y'all, there would be no show. You know, if I, if, uh, I had spent two, three months in the beginning putting shows out and nobody was coming to listen, then it would have probably been something I gave up on because the goal is, at absolutely the goal is on Resonant Frequencies Amateur Radio Podcast is teaching and elmering the new guys. And that's what it's all about over here. Now, this one, this one started out as a personal blog to try and keep content going. Uh, you listen to the older episodes, you'll hear me driving down the road in my truck uh, talking to a Sansa clip, and for you younger, younger guys, y'all might not know what that is. It was like a, uh, a media player, basically, but it had a microphone on it, and I could clip it on the visor of my truck and drive down the road and do an episode while I was driving. Thank you, Dave Yates, for the idea. Uh, a lot of Linux links. Yeah, you go type Dave Yates in, he shows up, buddy. <laughs> so... I mean, anything, uh, articles, uh, how-tos, um, audio. If y'all want to be a part of the uh, legend that is uh, Resonant Frequency, the amateur radio podcast, you're welcome to do so. Just send the stuff to us. And I really don't know how I'm going to cut this up. <clears throat> so, let's see. We've done Patreon. We've done PayPal. We've done contributing users. We've done... Uh, all kinds of, what else, what else, was else? Yes, we're coming down to our first meeting. We're coming down to our first meeting. It'll be about a week. And we'll see how that works out. There your unit's coming along, even though we still have no repeater. And if you're in the Kaufman County area and you have a repeater that you uh, don't have a lot of traffic on, get in touch with me. I have been desperately attempting to go out and visit with some of the other clubs. And it's really... Uh, it's really been difficult because for some reason my calendar at Google doesn't like to remember what I need it to remember. So we are going to get out to the Ellis County Club, the Henderson County Club, the Van Zant County Club, the Hunt County Club, the Rockwall County Club, and unfortunately I'm not going to deal with the county uh, people over in Dallas County. Uh, we will be getting to the Garland Texas Club and the Mesquite Texas Club because I will deal with them. So having said all of that, we probably need to get y'all some content going, or y'all going to turn me off and wait for the next time. And I really don't want to do that, because uh, I try like 
uh, crazy to get y'all some kind of information. This time, I think we should discuss faux Elmers, faux Elmers, uh, faux fake Elmers. Now, recently, I've been listening to, there's actually been some traffic on the air, and I've been listening to some of the conversations that go on, and I've been watching some of the amateur radio news groups over on Facebook and on some of the other social networks. And it is apparent that the Elmering in the amateur radio community has fallen down, mostly because nobody was ever taught, I guess, in the first place, that once you learn something, teach it. Give that information to other people. Help them out. Now, the other side of the coin is you have the fake Elmers, the faux Elmers. And when I say that, what I mean is there's a group of folks out there, and they're in every community. And when I say community, group of people with like interests, means, or uh, goals. And they attempt to make themselves look like they are an authoritative figure in that community. It's so different in amateur radio. And sadly, this is a, a detriment to the new guys. Because if someone starts talking with uh, a tone that of authority, and they start telling you things that you didn't know, or at least discussing a subject that you are not familiar with, oftentimes these guys will get a whole group of people behind them that think that they are uh, an Elmer, uh, an authoritative figure in the amateur radio community. Someone that you can go to and ask questions, and they will respond and help you out with information that you can use to further whatever project you're trying to undertake. Now, it's, well, let's put it this way. Let me, we'll do Richard's story time. Richard's story time is a good, uh, probably a pretty good way to handle this. So let's start with Scotty. Now, I don't remember Scotty's, uh, call sign and he's been gone for a few years now. But, uh, one of my Elmers was a fellow named Ed Youngblood, and I'm sure I've mentioned him in more than one show. Now, Ed guided me along. My amateur radio practice, my on-air amateur radio practice, is largely modeled on what he taught me and what he showed me. Uh, be kind. Teach people. Try and help them. Don't ever talk badly about someone on the air. You know, that kind of stuff. Well... Scotty was the anti-Ed. Scotty got his, uh, his codeless tech license and got on the air and never advanced above codeless tech. He had a radio in an apartment in Mesquite, Texas, about, I don't know, a mile, two miles from the main repeater there. So even though he was running mobile rig inside his apartment, he could capture the repeater if he wanted to. And he, and Ed went to war because he decided he wanted to be the old man on that the particular machine that Ed hung out on because Ed was also apartment bound and elderly and uh, partially handicapped, but he had a four element beam up in Plano. He could point straight at the DARC repeater and be in there. Now he couldn't overwhelm anybody else that tried to get on there, but he. Uh, 
did do his best to help people out. But Scotty would get on there, and he would be talking about all kinds of things that uh really don't think other than maybe going and reading and studying, which I doubt he did. He would get on the air and tell people that it was okay to do this, that it was okay to do that, and wasn't nobody going to stop him from doing what he wanted to do, so you should, everybody else should take up that mindset and all this other stuff. Then, Richard used to be a hot rod NTS guy, and he started coming on the NTS nets here locally because he had developed a following, and he was, it turns out, he in the end, he was a shut-in. But he would get on there, and he would pull people off to the side, you know, when they were just rag-chewing. And he'd start talking about, you know, NTS needs to be done this way, NTS needs to be done that way. And in the final analysis, he had no clue. But uh, we put up with him until he was gone. Now, there's uh, another guy that at this time hangs out on uh, the repeater with the highest elevation in this part of the world, which is on top of... uh, a building in downtown Dallas and, well, the tallest building in downtown Dallas. And I'm sure that this thing has a coverage of at least 100 miles. And this fella get on there, <laughs> and he'd get on there, and he'd give his call sign, and he says, on the big 700. I asked him one day if there was a little 700, and there's not, not in this area. If you ha- if you are aware of how, of how the uh, coordination system works for repeaters, anywhere in the country if uh that repeater is capable of 100 mile coverage and there's not another repeater on that frequency within 100 miles so and he gets on there and he talks about this and this and then he he sounds like he sounds like he's a an authority someone who's been around for a long time and done a lot of stuff when it turns out he's really not but you have these guys that to try and make themselves look big, they get in there and they start talking. And it would be okay if a lot of times they knew what they were talking about. But I was sitting listening to conversations recently where um, a couple of radio operators would be talking along. It sounds like one is an Elmer, is Elmering, and the other one's kind of picking up on the information. And I hear them giving information that is totally wrong, absolutely wrong. There is no place, nowhere that any of it can be backed up in your regular amateur radio literature or anything you may have learned in classes or that kind of stuff. And it bothers me because we have all these people, everybody's talking about how uh, how amateur radio is well, we have the same old amateur radio is dying. That's been going on ever since I started. I got my license. But it's gotten to the point that it's less friendly. We've separated ourselves. And the newer guys are begging for information. This takes us back to the Facebook group. I go on these Facebook groups and I see questions that are just, what are, why are you asking that question? Did you not take a test to get your license? Well, I understand that it's more common nowadays to do do it the way I did it, which are at least one license I uh, went ahead and took test for. Uh, yeah, my tech license, my original technician license, and that was take the take the pool, highlight the right answers, read the pool, only look at the highlighted answers, go take your test. Okay. Well, 
I wasn't one of these, oh, goody, goody, I'm going to get on the radio guys. I had operated commercial radios for years at different places I'd worked. Uh, I was on that band that we don't talk about for many, many years. Uh, I received my first actual transmitter when I was eight years old, seven or eight years old, uh, which was a Archer Radio Shack walkie-talkie set. But they were on Channel 14 on that band we don't talk about. So I had, I knew what worked and what didn't work as far as getting a signal out. I have never run amplifiers. I did not run amplifiers on that band. I did not, I do not run amplifiers on the, on uh, amateur radio except for when I was running packets and I was kind of a hub here in DFW. I did have a 170, 170, 140 watt amplifier on VHF. That is the only one I have ever used or ever run. Now, that doesn't mean I didn't have a Johnson White face that would do, had been adjusted where it would do 100, it would dead key 100 watts, but that's it. The biggest problem we do have is that we have a lot of people coming into amateur radio that really don't know a whole lot about electronics, radios, antennas, and that kind of stuff when they come in. So they need Elmerin. And then you get these guys that get on there and they just, talk and talk and talk and they're throwing information out there that is erroneous just so that you know somebody asks them a question and if they don't know the answer they make up an answer and the fake elmers are detrimental to the hobby and every one of them should be called on the air in front of everybody so that they can be shown for what they are now let me talk for a minute to the fake elmers if you are one of these guys i'm talking about stop you're not forwarding the hobby. You're not making the hobby better. You are not helping the new guys learn what they need to know to be the operators they want to be. Because quite honestly, a lot of these guys, when they get into amateur radio, they want to be the best possible operator they can. They want to be as knowledgeable as they can about the radio art. And Bo Elmers, you guys need to like, Drive, drive a fast truck off a short pier, man, cause all you're doing is tearing things down. We've had a, a great deal of people leave the hobby. I saw what the other day, what I thought was probably an erroneous number of how many amateur, licensed amateurs there are in the United States right now, because that, it's hard for me to imagine that we're holding at that particular number. But you guys, the fake Elmer, and I'm talking to y'all, and I hope I get some hate mail, because I'd like to hate mail you back. You're destroying what we have left at this time. And you're the guys that are causing us to lose spectrum and respect. And when I say respect, I'm talking about respect from our peers, respect from the government, the people who actually hold the title on the frequencies we use. And I'm sorry, y'all. I got a little aggravated. Let's get back to it. Let's, uh, let's get back to the people that really can use this information, which is the ones who are being, uh, misdirected and, uh, misinformed. Go to a club. If the club doesn't want to help you, go to another club. If you are on, in an area that has, uh, repeaters where you can get on and talk to some of these people, figure out who are the real authority authoritative people and tell these uh fake elmers to go for a hike take a hike buddy 
And that's the only way it's going to happen because of, of all of all the people in the amateur radio community, and I really don't like to say stuff like about this about my fellow hands, but the fake Elmers, they need to be ostracized. They need to send them, be sent out to the margin. And if they want it to be different, then they'll need to come in line. Maybe they could, uh, I don't know, read a book, do a little studying, do some experimenting. You know, I know some of these uh, fake Elmers, and sadly, they tend to mostly be extra class operators. <laughs> Go figure. I know uh, most of these fake Elmers, or at least the ones I've come in contact, can't even cut a dipole. They can't even build a dipole antenna. Uh, a lot of them have a little bit of money, so they go out and buy a thousand, two thousand dollar radio, and go out and buy a four, five, seven, ten, eight hundred dollar antenna, run a piece of coax, and they're off to the races, and that's all they ever do. I get to thinking about people that, you know, I, uh, the fellow named Tim, and he's been gone a while, KD6FWD. Yeah, I think that was his call. And Tim came in as a KD call. Let me uh, tell you, uh, Codeless Tech started at uh, about KB5S, R or S. KB5R or S, two or three calls is where uh, Codeless Tech started in this area when that came in. So his call was KD6FWD. He was a Codeless Technician, but he had that California call. And he was outstanding. In the Elmer department, where it came to antennas and things like transmitter hunting. He ran transmitter hunt for uh, Mesquite Club for a couple of years, every month, every month. He would build dual, he would build J-poles out of copper pipe and give them to people so they could get on the air with them. That was an Elmer. And that goes to show that just because you got a coded license, for mo uh, you guys with coded licenses that don't think it can happen. Uh, it just goes to show that even with codeless licenses, you can be a good and outstanding Elmer. Then you got the other guys that sit behind the two-meter rig at the house and never do anything. You never hear them out mobile. Uh, if you do hear them out mobile, then they're like this guy over on, uh, on this high-powered machine here in Dallas. And that's the only time you hear him. if they're if they only are on the air when they're at home, then they're uh not in the car. If they're on the air in the car, they're not on the air at home. Mostly because they're afraid of their wives, I guess. But anyway. Uh actually I know there's not a lot of information in this particular episode, but I just I had to get it out of my system. Here's the deal. If um if you're trying to find people to be your Elmer, and I think I'm probably rehashing this, but I want to make sure I get the point across, try and find the ones that are actually knowledgeable. I've had people even attack my website and attack this show and the other show about something that was presented on them. And then I've gone and let me tell you about Google, Google Man, Google Maps, uh, Street View on Google Maps. I can see your house. I can see their house. On the reverse side, they can see my house, and I make no bones about it. I'm stuck in an apartment right now, so I'm having to uh, do the best I can with what I got. However, I will tell you this. I've taken uh, three of those fiberglass poles that get my antenna up about 12 feet. I use a bungee cord to strap it to the rain gutter, and I'm getting solid, 
solid into and out of the uh, DARC repeater from a uh, little over 35 miles away. Now, that may not sound like much if you've got a permanent installation up, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 feet, but considering I'm, I've got buildings that are taller than 12 feet between me and the highway just a mile away that uh, would make it difficult for me to make those contacts, um, I think it's pretty good. Apartment dwellers, don't, dis don't despair because there are ways to make things happen. Anyway... Uh, that's the thing. These guys will, uh, come over here and tell me I'm wrong about this, wrong about that, blah, blah, blah. And I go look at their houses. They ain't got one antenna. And you look at the cars in the driveway. Not one antenna. I've got one that here, lives here on the apartment complex. He shows up in the database as being in an apartment that is about a hundred feet away from my apartment. And I go down there. There's nothing out on his back porch that indicates he's an amateur radio operator. There's not an antenna on his cars anywhere. Hell, I've, I've taken uh, business cards and stuck them in his door, and he's never, because he, he's not interested. But go out and find the actual Elmer. And I guess we're going to have to do an episode on tracking down Elmer, because that's one of the things I'm seeing in these news groups over on Facebook and Reddit. You know, we're not Elmering. It's not happening. The me, me, me generation has made it to amateur radio. And because of the me, me, me generation not wanting to think about you, 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 then somebody's got to step in. And it's up to y'all to lead the way, guys, because sooner or later, I'm going to be dead. And others like me are going to be dead. So all that information that we have over how to do stuff, how things have been in the past, everything is going to be gone. Now, I understand these episodes are getting a little bit longer, and unfortunately, I'm having to record this this one at a time that uh, I'm kind of burned out. I got a lot of other stuff going on, and it should have been more focused, and I do apologize for that, but I hope I'm at least kind of getting the, uh, getting the idea across. Stay away from the fake Elmers, and I will take a little sidetrack real quick. But it just, I just remembered a couple of guys that, uh, are outside of that. Well, they were amateur, they are amateur and were amateur radio operators, but they were fake Elmers outside of amateur radio, meaning that, uh, they were some of them guys. And this is the thing, and I'm glad I remembered this before we shut down the episode, is that you've got guys out there that are always telling big stories about themselves that have absolutely zero information. There is absolutely no way to back up or verify what they're telling you. And these are the guys that are faux Elmers, fake Elmers in the uh, amateur radio high, uh, amateur radio community. And one of them uh, tells me he was in the Army, he uh, went to Vietnam, and another one tells me that he was in the military and he was a attache to the uh, Korean embassy and that kind of stuff. Well, Mr. I served in Vietnam. He and I are the same age. Vietnam ended when I was like, let's see, 11, 12. Ain't no way I would have served there. And the other one, even though he was a little older and could have, <laughs> I knocked him out one day because he spit in my face. Now, somebody had been in the military and done that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. 
Mr. Uh, same age as me, he uh, he talks about being a, a ranger, army ranger, and all this other stuff. And luckily, I he knows if I hear him on air on a amateur radio band and he's telling tall tales, I'll, I'll sure enough knock the wind out of his sails because I know what questions to ask, questions to ask to shut him down. But he's also the guy that's out there telling people how they need to do this and this and this. So you have them in all aspects of life, but we don't need them in amateur radio. And the only way to uh, get them to stop is to marginalize them. So what I say to you is go out and find your Elmers. You've got to aggressively search for them because they're not coming to us anymore. Not coming to the new guys anymore. Uh, You're going to have to aggressively go search for them. Number two, vet them. If they can't, if you can't verify that they know the area that they're talking about by asking other people, reading a few club newsletters here and there, that kind of stuff, then get away from them. And if you hear these guys on the air or in person at a club meeting or something trying to fill a new guy, another new guy up with information that is absolutely bullshit, you call bullshit on it loud and clear in front of God and everybody. We are supposed to be inclusive amateur radio operators. We are supposed to huddle together and we are supposed to take care of each other. And I'm sure I've got a couple episodes about all that mess. Anyway, we've uh, drug on. Uh, We've touched on another subject that kind of lights Richard up. So, with that, y'all remember to visit the website. Check out the other show. It's got some good information in it. Uh, Please, if you feel the need, go over to Patreon and sign up. That way you don't have to worry about it, and it's not expensive. Uh, go over to PayPal, drop a, drop a dollar or two in the kitty. You know, I spent a long time saying, uh, you know, send me a dollar. Everybody can afford a dollar. They can afford a dollar now more than they could. But at the time, I'm like, send me a dollar. And if any of these episodes are worth a dollar, send me a dollar. If you listen, if you found anything useful in, these ep- in an episode, it's worth a dollar. And a guy finally tested me. He sent me a dollar. You know what? I took it a dollar, and I put it with the rest of the dollars, and I paid service fee with it because I'm serious. I don't ask people to buy this show, pay for this show. I, I do ask for people to help. And I figure it's only fair because, you know, occasionally I give you all some information you can use, and I don't ask people to pay for every episode ever put out or anything else. I just asked for a dollar, a dollar episode, and not even a dollar an episode, but a dollar for every episode that helps. Ramble, ramble, ramble. Anyway, Patreon, PayPal, click on the link. I mean, if you're going to go buy something at Amazon, it don't cost you nothing to click through on one of our links because we get a kickback and it doesn't come out of what you pay. They end up having to pay us, so that helps me. So, with that, we're going to move forward. I'm going to keep y'all posted on how the club's going on. We're going to our first meeting here in about a week. And we'll see how that pans out. So go out there and preach the gospel, amateur radio operators, my minions, my faithful listeners. I want y'all to know, if it wasn't for y'all, I'd be another crabby, crabby old radio operator sitting in the dark. So with that, y'all spend some time with your family. Y'all get on the air. Try and find some people in Elmer. Because I'm sure you know enough that you can get started with that. And let me know how your Elmer Project has come out. I'd, I'd love to hear about that. So, 
like I said, spend some time with your families, get on the air. We will uh, do our best to see y'all in a week or so. And this is KB5JBV. Number. We gotta go.